listening to Down by the Bank, a Jacksonville Jaguars podcast with Corey, Derek, and JK3. All right, welcome to Down by the Bank, affiliated with the Blue Wire Podcast Network. This is Corey. Hey guys, what's up? It's Derek. What's up, y'all? It's JK3. So we are honored to be joined today by a special guest that is Nate Collins. He's a former Jaguar NFL player, uh, awesome follow on Twitter at BigN98, and a colleague, which makes us feel super fancy to say, a colleague in the Blue Wire Podcast Network. So thanks, Nate, for joining the podcast. Hey, I appreciate you guys having me on. Yeah, no, we we are sincerely uh, super, super grateful. So thank you so much. First and foremost, just seeing you on Twitter Tell me a little bit about this uh, eBay thrifting content that I'm seeing on your page. Uh, it seems like it's uh, something you're quite into at this point. Yeah, so <clears throat> I've always been into reselling. Um, I started mostly with sneakers. Like throughout college, I was always a big fan of finding a way to get the the, the new Jordans early and trying to sell them for maybe a, a 50 to to $100 profit just on the sheer fact I have them two weeks before everyone. And it's something that I used to do eBay and it got really complicated with the shipping and I was slowly losing money. And recently (laughs) eBay, they switched everything and they made like a global shipping program and they made it a lot easier for you to figure stuff out and not, not lose money. And it's something that, um, it's, I was just thinking about it today. It's sort of like gambling in a sense of being able to go to a thrift store and take a chance on certain items and you're either going to 10x your money or you're going to lose on it. And it's it's kind of it's it's a fun it's a fun thrill. Yeah. So, I mean, you you mentioned about the 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 sneakers. I got to know. And this is right off the top of the head, man. Favorite Jordan that you have owned? And favorite Jordan that you had to let go because every sneaker reseller, even Derek, Derek, Derek is on another level. Derek bought a house with his shoes, so oh. he, he's on another level. But what, what, what are is one that you had to let go that you did not want to? It's actually not a Jordan. Really? Yeah, it's the it's the Galaxy phone posit. Yes. Oh yes. my okay. gosh. I, I, I was just about to say that, man. I drove two and a half hours to Orlando, had an old buddy of mine that I used to work with at a shoe establishment. We won't name the name. He was managing it. And literally, I got to the parking lot. He had my number. There was about a thousand people there. I bought my phone posits, I think 180, 200 bucks, and I sold them that night for $2,500 in the parking lot. I didn't even make it to my car. Didn't even make it to your car. Like, I uh-huh. like I know. And what size are you? Uh, 13. Yeah. See, I'm a size 14. So the same thing, it, like, it, it's one of those things that when I did get, I got rid of them, like, with a consignment um, situation. And let's just say it, it didn't go well. It didn't go well. <laughs> And I just regret it. I wore those to my graduation when I graduated UVA. It was a big thing for me, those shoes. But I, I did regret getting getting rid of those. I, I sold over 30 pairs of they were all dead stock. I had, you know, I had Space Jams, Cool Grays, Concords, uh, Playoff 12, like whatever you had. The guy at one consignment shop, he was like, you know, what do you have? I'm like, what do you want? He's like, no, for real, what do you have? I'm like, no, I'm being dead serious. What do you want? What do you want? <laughs> yeah, like, I got it. Like, trust me. And I had 12 and a half, too, which, you know, those are super rare to find. Yep. 
but yeah, no, I, you should, I wish I had time. If I didn't have a young family, I'd be doing what you're doing. Probably like storage wars type stuff. Yeah, <laughs> for, for <real>. sure. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's wild too, because with the thrifting game, like you see a lot of people at the Jags games, you know, and they've all got throwback Jags like you're on. And like, if you could, if you got the time a, to go, that's a like, big market. Wild. And that's why I like it. That's a, it, I, I, I was just saying today, Cause I do content on the side, like for it, the, the real deals. That's my, like my YouTube for the thrifting stuff. And it, it, it's one of the joys. Like when you go to different areas, that's the type of stuff that I look for. Like what kind of sporting stuff do they have from this area? What kind of vintage things you might, you might pop up and find. Like I found the LA Rams duffel bag in a, in a, in a thrift store or at a garage sale here um, last week. And it's like, 25 30 40 years old like the bag and it's in great condition but like those are the things that you kind of get excited to find and you never know it's it's something's always worth something to somebody and that's the that's kind of like the thrill of what you're waiting for and you might hit strike gold on on something yeah i mean and then like yard sales too because i you know my man cave upstairs i should probably start recording there instead of having this bar behind me or something like that trying to replicate your setup but i mean you know there, there's a couple of, of posters and, and things um you know like some jimmy smith things that i found some fred taylor you know things and even going into like the, the media guides like the little small books that they have at thrift stores that you get for like five bucks you know to fill it, it kind of adds a little nostalgia to it but no that that's that's cool man that you do the the, the thrift thing stuff yeah no and it, and it just helps out too about like learning learning about items and learning kind of what some things are valuable and what aren't valuable because like I live in a college town, I live in Charlottesville and you'll be surprised some of the stuff that these kids throw away when it's, when it's time to go at the end of the year mm -hmm. and whether they know how valuable it is or not. Um, that's, that's kind of like a big, a big part of the business too, is kind of like, not like dumpster diving, but more just picking up free stuff and being on Craigslist and, being aware that people do give away stuff that is that is valuable and you can make money off of. Well, Nate, I don't know if you want to talk offline, but I got some vintage Nintendo Wii stuff that's selling Ooh. for uh, pretty good right now. So <laughs> I don't know if you've heard you've been following that. But, uh, yeah, um, we maybe could talk. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good. Well, aside from the uh, the thrifting and uh, some of the the fun activities, what you know, just kind of catch us up to speed, I guess, on on what you've got going on lately. I know you're part of Blue Wire, so maybe tell us about what kind of content you have going out there. Yeah. So um, I've been co-hosting with um, I've been co-hosting a Green Light Pod with Chris Long. Um, I'm on the show once a week on Sundays for our um, football recap and betting and etc show um i've been doing that for a few months now and i got the reselling thing going on and actually i i'm currently in turkey season i i work on a farm seasonally here um in the area and um we kill pluck and um and and wax and get these free-range turkeys ready for for Thanksgiving and oh, so you busy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, right, right now, these, these two weeks, I, I am, I am very busy, but it, it's something that is it, very, um, it, it is very fun to do. And, and believe it or not, when Matt told me our, our, one of our producers told me that you guys wanted to 
to have an interview, I was happy when he said it was at 9 p.m. Because I was like, man, if it was earlier, I, I really wasn't going to turn it down. So I was glad that I at least had time to go like relax, get off my feet for a little bit because it's a job where you're on your feet all day. So I got to get off my feet and now get to talk with you guys. Cool. That's, that's cool, awesome. man. That is a, that's a, um, we always like when we talk to guests, you know, unique stories, unique situations. Um, but the unique thing about you compared to us being, being fans uh, is you, you've been on an NFL roster. So you've been on a team. And one of the things with the Jags, man, that we just cannot wrap our heads around is just why we struggle, why the team struggles. And, you know, obviously we will get into to coach Meyer in a minute, but, I want to talk about just the players in the locker room, like that mentality, like how does that form and then how does it mold progress or regress through the season? Obviously we know wins and losses has to do with it, but new coaches. And and so tell me about that just environment and just the mentality of players going into training camp and throughout the season. I mean, it's, it's an optimistic feeling, but, it varies between every, excuse me, it varies between every player. Um, you might have a vet that is in tune with what's going on and maybe they can inside know like this is a rebuilding year. Like we're not going to do shit. Like they're trading this guy. They're moving this guy here. Like they're, they're, they're getting ready for the draft in two years. I, I can see that. I need to get out of here. And then you might have a rookie that's, hey, this is a great opportunity. Like, I can shine here. I can do my thing. Like, I, it might not be the best situation, like, team-wise, but if I get my stats up, like, I'll be making bank by my second contract, and I might end up somewhere else, or by then the team will be good. So it, it's hard to say what's going on, but it, you're only as good as your, your, your weakest link in the locker room, and just like you said, winning usually cures anything and everything. And when you're not winning, it, it's hard to know where people's heads are at because you might have guys that are hoping for a trade. They're on the phone with their agents every day. Hey, can you get me the hell out of here? Is there any, is there any way you can get me out of here? This isn't good. Like, I only got three years left, two years left. Like, I don't want to be stuck here. Or it might be something else. Like, it, it, it's it's really hard to say, though. It, and at the end of the day, with, with distractions also, it, it's probably not that good of a feeling. But at the end of the day, you have to go in and go to work and do your job. So... Exactly. You know, and we're going to get to distractions in a minute. JK3 definitely going to get to distractions <laughs> with, with, with Urban Meyer. But I wanted to follow up on you talked about the rookies and the opportunities of the young guys and the opportunities. And that's where I think that we have show our best hand. We do have, you know, Mar- Marvin Jones, an experienced wide receiver. But we also had, you know, a, a group of young rookies that or second year guys that have been, you know, it's been hit or miss with LaVisca, but Jamal Agnew has come mm-hmm. out of nowhere, like just and out of nowhere. So it was the kid Robinson is, it sucks to hear that he got hurt. He might, he might, yeah. he might, he might twist, like turn his ankle a little bit, but it, it, he's definitely a, a spark on the team. And it was great to see him um, kind of shine the way he's been um, running the rock for you guys. 
Um, but it's unfortunate that he got hurt. And you guys do have spurts of, of talent. It, and every like every bad team is always going to have guys. But I, I think it, it's just about putting the puzzle pieces together. Like every team, you have players. But if you can't do the like you, you need more than players. And yeah. and for whatever reason, the puzzle part, I, Jacksonville just maybe like the top down just hasn't found a way to to piece it to to make it work. And I I, I don't know why because even when I was there, like I was there, I had Del Rio, and then Mel Tucker, and it was just we had a great. I feel like that years I was there, we had a unbelievable defense and. They f- fired David Gerard a week before the season starts, like and play Blaine Gabber, uh, a rookie that wasn't ready, like right away. And I, it, it's not the same situation that happened with you guys this year, but it's somewhat similar. Like you get rid of a, a guy that can maybe teach your rookie for even for a little bit and give him a different perspective and something to look and and to fall back on. But I don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's tough. And we we look at it. It's sometimes, and you talked about Robinson, man. I think all three of us every week, we're like, if James Robinson does not touch the ball 25 times, <laughs> all right? Yeah. We've never played it down, been in a locker room. Bro, we've never even been on the sideline. Like, I don't know. <laughs> nothing. But we know. You just that know. Does, yeah. Like, yeah. It's like, why didn't, how do you not know this? So anyway, I'm, I'm gonna shut up now. We, no, we I mean no, you don't coach it, bro. No, that, that, that's good. That, that's some real stuff, man. But like, for like the thing that that frustrates me the most is like as fans, you know. And again, you know, we are fans, and fans are you know what they are fanatical. Um, but eventually, man, you know, when there's some situations where we're just you know looking at it and just thinking, why would you not run him on 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 fourth and one, you know? You, you've got a running back that can that can really just get you that one yard. He doesn't take any negative plays. So, I think these coaches are listening to these computers too much. That's that's my only explanation. Mm-hmm. When I when I see mm-hmm. this crazy like crazy stuff happen, I, I literally I I think that the coaches are using analysts or whatever they have, whatever these coaches have whatever programs that's giving them percentage of what you should maybe do here. I think they're looking into that too much or they're picking and choosing when they want to do that. So they can maybe do it and be like, well, the the damn app said to do this and it didn't work. (laughs) 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 Like it, it, like it, it it didn't work. I mean, in your, in your position, you play defensive line and uh, your interior defensive line. And so this probably wouldn't have happened to you, but like there was a couple plays where and a couple defensive schemes. And again, as us being fans, just calling it how we see it. Josh Allen, who is our rush in, we saw him dropping coverage and coverage, not like to the point where he got to go to the flats. You know, you get the running back that's, you know, going out to the side and on this protection, you may have to go get him out mm-hmm. there or something like that. But it was to the point where homie was dropping back and covering like five yard and 10 yard outs. And that's not his skill set. <laughs> and of course, that's a matchup that they're going to win every time. And so we're sitting here looking at the stuff and we're just like, yo, there's no way that he should be even in this position. Um, and it happened multiple times. But um, one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about, too, because you were on, you know, not necessarily the best teams in Jaguars histories, um, you know, with, uh, you know, playing with Gerard and then you say playing with playing with Gabbard. 
you know, you lose X amount of games and you start thinking and, and you, you you talked a little bit about, you know, getting the agents and things like that. At what point, you know, in the season or what point do you just like, you know, I'm looking at going to Cabo. Like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it, it's, it's time to, it's, it's time to wrap this thing up and maybe we can try next year. So for me, when I was on the Jags, it was my second year in the league. So I was one of those guys that I was just trying to make sure that I controlled what I could control. And that was going in to work every day, playing hard in practice, being the guy in practice that everyone hates, like being the guy that's going extra hard. So all the coaches, like they know, hey, we're losing, but this guy's going hard no matter what. Like we can tell that some of these vets, they like, hey, they're worried about not getting hurt. They're worried about, like you said, Cabo, where they're going with their family for family vacation. We're going, taking the kids to Disney World. Do we have the reservations ready? Like guys are on the plane. Like once mm-hmm. week, well, like uh, before the, the new games, it was like by week, what, like nine or eight, you could kind of know if you're going to make the playoffs or not. But <laughs> it, it was always that first eligible week, like, we we kind of we kind of knew that hey we weren't going to the postseason so things definitely change and it, it, it's right. a it, it's a it's a gut punch but you have to realize at the end of the day it, it's it's our jobs so you have yeah. to get up and just know like and even though your team is is terrible you don't want to not play you don't want to not put good film out there. Right. That's that's the worst thing you could do because at the end of the day, even though you're on a bad team, hey, whoever's going to end up in the Super Bowl, they might be making a trade between this week to this week, and you might luck up and end up end up on a Super Bowl team, or you might have someone a, a coach maybe looking at you and they see that hey, like after you guys knew you weren't going to make the playoffs. Like we can kind of tell you're not playing well, like, and we don't want to take a chance on someone who's going to be flip flop like that. So, right, I gotta always Von, put Von Miller. Uh, he said he went to sleep four and four and woke up seven and one. That <laughs> hey, that's crazy. <laughs> that that whole story is. Did you did you hear the backstory about that? Like about all that supposedly? No, no, no. <laughs> that 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 may or may not be over like a a concert tab. That that oh, that. That <laughs> supposedly that Von Miller, like he hosts an event and he got Quavo to perform and he was under the impression that guys were going to pitch in with him to pay for uh, it. Yeah. And they and they didn't. And he was oh. like, and supposedly he was causing a ruckus and they they traded him for it for it. Hmm. Hey, don't mess with that money. Yeah, <laughs> hey, that's interesting. Hey, don't don't mess with it. But hey, so to to talk a little bit too, and so we'll transition to the Urban Meyer stuff. And so everything happened with Urban, and and you know I've got just one dying question I have to ask you because again you've played way more football than any of us combined. When in your career as a coach, <laughs> ever gotten on the never gotten on the plane back with the team ever. <laughs> I just got to know because because some people, some people that some people that I associate myself with, they don't think it's weird. And I'm like, yo, that's a good question. That's a really listen. That's a really, really good question. And the answer is never like that's what I'm saying. You're absolutely right. If if you know anything about team sports. the, The head coach, unless maybe a death in the family or something like 
maybe their wife or kid is in a hospital and they just have extreme to circumstance. Wh- yeah. Like, because at the end of the day, even if it's extreme, most likely we're all going to the same place. <laughs> like, <we're, laughs> like, like, because our families all live in whatever city like that we're playing at or we're traveling back to. So that was a, a weird thing to hear that. Hey, like, he didn't get on the plane back. Like this all happened in Ohio. Not okay. This didn't happen in Jacksonville. This happened in Ohio. That that is a strange thing for sure. So I'm not crazy for saying no, 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 that. No, 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 no. You're okay. not. You're because not some crazy. of my, I'm telling you, some of the people I associate myself with, I'm like, look, man. I'm telling you right now, if when I when I was in middle school, if we all got on the listen, bus together, we were listen, all coming I think, back together. I think Urban is lucky that there's a lot of BS going on other places in the league that yeah. that whole that that whole thing wasn't as serious, or not that it wasn't as serious that it still wasn't lingering because the spotlight was on him. For they 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 had new little TMZ stories every day, like they had like a little rollout for him and. And like, fortunately for him, like a lot of other stuff started happening where it's kind of quiet down. But at the end of the day, back to coaching, it's not cutting it. (laughs) So with it. okay, so so with that. So, I mean, you everyone sees the sideline stuff. Everyone sees, you know, the outward expression of, you know, his feelings and, you know, hands on his knees, completely bent over. I mean, I understand like if something happens in the game and, you know, if it's just a blow to your team, you know, like a holding call on a touchdown or something like that. But it seems like, you know, for for a while, we watched some of the coaching language on the side. You know, what can you decipher from that coaching language? It's. So for me personally, I'm a guy that. I don't think players pay attention to that so much. I think that's more of a fan and and kind of like the actrics of like coaching it just like it based on it's based on your per- personality right bill belichick like stone cold face like you know what i mean he's not he doesn't mm-hmm. show like personal feelings I, I guess guys would get a rise out of it if bill belichick ever like just did something crazy through a through a headset yeah and it might happen but Everyone's different. And I th- I just think Urban Meyer is that guy. Like, I think he's – I don't think he's any different than he was when he was coaching in college. He's an animated guy. He kind of – it's a. It's kind of about him. <laughs> it's about his team. But I think he's a coach where, hey, I- I'm running the ship. Like, like, I'm putting the pieces together. And I think right now it's it's not working out for him. And it, it's, it's showing that it's tough. <laughs> It's tough because he handpicked everybody too. Yeah. No. So most of the stuff he handpicked. So and that's what makes it even worse. That that is even worse. Like, and he's not helping Trevor Trevor Lawrence out too much. I I, I don't think. And like I was saying before, being a rookie like on a bad team is hard enough as it is, and just being able to make sure you're improving and. You're you're grooming him like the right way. It, it's I don't think it's an ideal, obviously, situation for for Trevor with everything that's going on. But like, as a player, I'm I, I know that he's trying as like he's doing the best, like, and he wants to be great and he wants to be good and he wants to do the right thing. But sometimes it, it takes the coaches to be able to navigate navigate that, and I, I don't think that that's personally happening right now. 
I mean, and especially with free agency right now. I mean, they had the chance to go in and really go get, you know, I mean, most of the times, and, and I'm a big component of draft cap. I understand draft capital, but to me, if I've got a superstar, bona fide, proven player that I can go out there and get for two fives, maybe a five and a six, hell, like a four, I'm taking a chance on a proven commodity on someone versus saving this. I feel like draft, I feel like draft capital. If it's like first, second, third, but like four, five, and six, man, I feel pers- that's like monopoly money to me. Because if I'm trading that for someone who's proven and for someone's out there, or you even got the chance right now to go out there and get and, and call Deshaun. I mean, call Deshaun Jackson. Call somebody. I mean, shit, call Tyrone. Somebody, how do you, please. how do you, okay, question for you guys. If Odell gets released by the Browns, would you guys want him in 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 Jacksonville? I'd take him. I'd take him. I'd take him in a heartbeat. I'd take it, bro. I'd Odell. take him in two seconds. Odell, Odell can come here and be the man. Yeah. yeah. Like, look, you guaranteed to get the ball tar- 10 targets a game. Easy. Yep. All you got to sell to him and tell him it's a 30-minute flight to Miami. Like, hey, you can be out of here <laughs> right after the game. <laughs> if you want to get to Miami, you want to go to Atlanta, anywhere, you're right there, bro. Yeah. Super quick. Whatever you got to do, whatever you got to do on your off day, man, you can do you. And you know, by Wednesday. And you know he's cold as fuck in Cleveland right now. <laughs> it's getting cold up here. Right. <laughs> he's cold and he's at home right now, not not going to practice. He can't even come to practice. They don't even let him in the building. His key, his code is it's like on a uh, hard knocks when Jamal hard Adams knock. is trying to come in and his code was messed up. Like, bro, you can't even come in. I would Yo, love it. Look, I would see. Love it. You guys laugh at that, but that's like that's devastating. That's like PTSD devastation. <laughs> like like the feeling that when you're on the fringe, because I was a fringe player guy, undrafted free agent, like having that feeling that I can walk in at any day and my key code may or may not work <laughs> is like is very, very devastating. <laughs> and I just I feel like I have PTSD with you with you laughing like that, the way you said it. <laughs> Dang, that's messed up. That's how you're gonna trade a guest. Oh my goodness! No, hey, hey, I feel I feel bad for the turkeys tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's so funny. (laughs) Yeah, well, Nate. I mean, obviously, uh, we can't say too many positives about this season. You know, being one and six and all. But if you were to to sort of break it out, you know, strengths wise, weaknesses wise, as far as strengths go, what are some of the things that you think we have uh, going for us to look forward uh, to going in the future? And then weaknesses wise, what specifically? And you guys might not, you guys not might not like this, but you guys still have the best mascot in the league. Okay, all right, that's good. Jackson Deville is not spoken about enough. He does life threatening um, stunts. I always ask, what type of insurance does he have that the other mascots in the league? Have have you ever seen a mascot zipline from from like the top of a stadium? He does that a couple times a year now, right? Yeah, yeah. He does it every yeah, game. He'll do it Sunday. <laughs> yeah, he'll do it Sunday. It, like yeah. like I don't think anyone like now when you watch it, you realize how dangerous that is. <laughs> and that's yeah. like a regular person. And I don't I I don't know how much he's being paid, but I, I'm sure he probably has a family that is just like hey. 
But honestly, no strengths. Um, T. <laughs> he's, not, he's not living at the. He's not living at the Strand. I know that for sure. So, no. <laughs> yeah, we're not. Uh, we're not very optimistic with you leading with the mascot. <laughs> you're no. You're tight end Dan Ardle. He's been. He's been really good. Um, I think Lawrence is still is still valuable. Uh, but he has to be more consistent. Has to be more consistent. Those guys have good chemistry. And if if Robinson isn't isn't too hurt, obviously everything can follow a run game. If you have a run game, uh, it, it cures a lot of things. It'll open up a lot of things. It'll help the play action, help Trevor out. But I think Trevor has to focus on getting some of these throws on time. He's making great throws, but everyone can tell that some of them are a little late. And it's just like, hey, if he got that gone, maybe a second faster, that would have been a great play. And that's the growing pains, I guess, as a rookie. And it never helps, like, when the team isn't doing as well as, like, everyone wants to. Um, But, hey, like, he's going to be there for a while unless something drastic happens. He's going to, so he's going to have to soak it, like, suck it up and, and, and figure it out. Yeah. Well, uh, what about the weaknesses side? I mean, I know it's easy to, to, you know, kind of beat them down a little bit being one and six, but are there any things that are sort of glaring that you can just see right off the bat and watching the games that are just major holes that we've got to fix going into the off season? They've made the secondary have made some quarterbacks look legendary. Some really, really <laughs> very basic quarterbacks look very, very good. That I'm not going to lie. Geno Smith looked, like a very good quarterback <laughs> against you guys. Nothing against him. Yeah. No, everything no. against him. It's Geno Smith. <laughs> like, he, I mean, everything against him. It's Geno Smith, Tyrod Taylor. I mean, uh, yeah, Geno Smith had a, had a Randall Cunningham type game against you guys. I mean, it was un- insane. I, and I, I hate it whenever I'm watching a Jags game and, and the other team sets a record. It's like, and with with that completion, Geno Smith is now. 14 consecutive completions leading the NFL in consecutive completions. It's like, of course, it's against yeah. us. JK3, I think yeah. that's when we left to go trick-or-treat is once it got yeah. about Yeah, as soon as I heard so. that stat, I, I went out, I put on my group, my Braves jersey, I went to go hand out some candy. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway. And, and, and you know what the crazy part is when you look at, like, the secondary, too, and just the defense as a whole in general, is we're sitting here, we, we said it before, we're fans. JK3 and I start predicting formations and plays that we think that, you know, on the side that we think teams will run and be successful. I think our latest one with the game coming up, we told a Bills podcast recently, hey, look, your tight end, if he does, like, if he goes in motions and, like, stems and then runs like a deep drag, goes 20 yards, man, they'll be so confused just on the motion in general that they're, they're going to they're gonna get that. And It's not like, even a drag, bro. It's yeah. not even a drag. It's more like a deep, like – Find your way through traffic, but sure, just head yeah. to the sideline, to the sticks, yeah. but like make it like a right angle at the sticks. And we're going to hit them for like 20. Yeah. And, 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 he, and the guy was like, are you serious? I was like, guarantee it's going to happen. Guaranteed. <laughs> what about how do you guys feel about after a bye week, um, too, um, too many men on the field? Like, how do, how do you guys feel about that? Like, that- how- that to me is Herb said something a few weeks ago about he does he isn't sure about the substitution packages and the plays. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. He Great. doesn't know that's not his decision. I'm like, what do you mean that's not your decision? You are the coach. They probably the talk. Coach. 
They probably talk. They probably talk about that stuff on the plane rides back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man. But yeah, no. It, it is. It is amazing how we still turn on the television or go to the game every day at one o'clock, four o'clock. Um, and you notice there's no eight twenty or Monday night in that because we're never on Sunday night <laughs> or Monday night. But um, that we still get amped up, hoping that this team wins. Because you know, you know, fourteen point dog, Buffalo is a lunch pail team. So let me ask you this: I just don't so, see so, it. So let me ask you this: one of our producers in Afro Greenlight, Taylor, he is a huge Jacksonville Jaguars fan. So how do I make? How do you guys feel better about the team when you're when you're thinking positively, or or if you guys are like, how how do you guys cope with being with being like diehard Jags fans? Um, how do we cope with it? Mm-hmm. Alcoholism. I mean, yeah. you got the makers mark ready. To go. <laughs> you got the makers ready to go. See, substance I'm abuse. <laughs> I mean, the, the the hardest the hardest part about it, man. And, and I will say this as like as a Jags fan, we can talk smack about Jags, the Jags, but when everyone else does it, then it's like it hurts. Nah, you're not gonna do yeah, it. yeah. <laughs> like it, it's any given Sunday and all this other stuff. And what 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 what's tragic for us is that. I think it's just the 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 incompetence is what kills me. The incompetence of, uh, of of some of the coaching and like you said, like the too many men on the field coming after a bye. Like I mean, that's just coaching. That that really is just that, coaching things. Yeah, I mean, it, um, just coming through and seeing some of the um, you know just some of the plays that that they call in you know dire need to where they can take points. In my opinion, in this in the in the Bengals game, you know the thing is about momentum. Like you got a chance to hang up, you know, 17 on these guys at half and you go in, you know, 10, nothing, 10, nothing is only two scores, 17, nothing is three scores. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So you, you got to look at it like a mental chess match. If you've, if you've given these guys everything you can on the, uh, on the, in the first half and you leave it only 10 points. And then that, that leads to Joe Burrow coming out saying, yo, let's go in and gun and let's, let's get them. Let's torch them. And that when you leave that doubt and that hope, into another team, like you can't do that. And so I think the coaching from the incompetent side, but then I think another thing too, man, is that, you know, we drink the Kool-Aid in the off season so mm-hmm. much. And I realized that it's because we got uh, mediocre going on mediocre. And I mean that by like, we don't have any dogs on the opposite side of the ball right now to make the anything challenging. So when we see Marvin Jones making a one-handed catch over Tyson Campbell, we're like, oh yeah, let's go. You know, we're going to be ready for the season. But then when it comes and you know you got Stefan Gilmore or something like that on the other side. You're, like, you're not going one hand him. But is it every fan base like that? Like, don't doesn't I feel yeah. like every fan base during camp, like you drink the Kool Aid, you go watch open practices, you get so excited because like you're seeing a scrimmage, but what you don't realize is like players they go against each other, same guys every day. I mean, camp is a little more intense, like when you have rookies out there and things like that, but. I, you don't you don't feel like every fan base is, is kind of the same way that you feel when when I, and I'll tell you this so that 2017 season and we and we say that we're not supposed to reference it or anything else like that. But that 2017 season when the defense was actually fighting the offense during practice, I was like, yo, they, something's going on here and I like it. And Jalen wasn't letting anything get completed and was getting absolutely pissed because they were getting something completed. He is practicing to be legendary he's not practicing just to practice 
you know, and then we had Calais Campbell on the defensive line, getting everybody hyped up. Fournette was barking and running full speed when they're only saying half speed. You know what I mean? He got kicked out for fighting one time. Uh, and then you got um, you got the Robin or you had um, who's the receiver? Uh, Marquise Lee at that time was, you know, out there, John doing his thing too. Um, Keelan Cole. So it was like it was a hostile environment. And it was more of I felt like it was more of an iron sharpened iron environment. Like, you know, like like fighting your brother or like your close cousin or something like that. You know, you're not going to fight them for real in the street. But, you know, at home, when mom's not here, you're going to give them a little jab. You're going to give them an elbow. You might throw them through a wall. (laughs) You know what I mean? So but it's not like outside of the outside of the house. It's you and him versus everybody. Or you know what I mean? And that's what I felt. And I think with here, what we got right now, we got, you know, James Robinson, who doesn't say anything, but will run you over and, Mm -hmm. you know, and won't, won't even look twice about it. I think Trevor's got his head in the right place. Um, but as far as the defensive line goes, you got Josh Allen, who's there. They got a young kid, Shaq Quarterman. And the only other person I see showing any ad- aggression is Miles Jack. And like he literally looks like after every play, he gets held or something. He's just so emotional, which, you know, I like. It shows that he cares. But everything else, man, it's just like you got guys showing up to get a paycheck. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. That was a nice so, answer. Yeah. That was a nice answer. So, so look, million dollar question. <laughs> so is that is that a coaching problem? And do you think Urban will be there next year? That's a that's a coaching problem. I'm, I'm gonna. I just Is can't. It? Yeah, it's it's a coaching problem. I, I'm gonna go ahead and say it. Herb said last week uh, about the Seattle game. Oh, I thought we had a good week of practice. I, I thought we would come out here and, and and play well. Look, man. Outside of Robinson and Trevor Lawrence, you got and, and sorry, Corey. Uh, you know you're gonna have to bleep me on this one. You got shit versus shit. Okay, if you practice shit versus shit in practice. Do you think the result on the field is going to be productive? No, it's going to be shit. And so that th- starts from the top down. So, so do you think so you so you obviously don't think Urban is being um held accountable or holding himself accountable? No. no. I I think this year he gets he's getting a pass. I think he's getting like the Jimmy Johnson, he was with the Cowboys 1 and 15 pass type of well Jimmy went 1 and 15 and then he went 8 and 8 the next year. So, oh, Jimmy's been at practice and I, Jimmy's my mentor. So, you know, I'm ready to go. That's what he's getting right now is he's getting a one year pass and there's a good chance we'll probably go one in 15. <laughs> Urban Meyer is not Jimmy Johnson, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We know this. We, we know. But that, that's what that's, you know, that's the mentality 
because Jimmy Johnson has been out to practice. He has been in Jacksonville. He's been spotted because uh, Campo lives here. Mm. Dave Campo's still here. So he's here a lot. And um, there, during, the, during, the, uh, during training camp, he was here. So I, I don't know. I'm taking a guess, but I think I'm pretty close, to be honest with you. You think, uh, his, love, you think, you think his fame like, will keep him around? You think it's more like outside of football stuff that, that might keep him alive and, and – and do you yeah, think outside like of that, football stuff almost got him out of here? Yeah, that, that's, that is very true. But it did. Like, I feel like I feel like some of these things that we think is going to get guys out of here. It don't it doesn't happen for the coaches. Like, we all know it's a double standard. Some of these things, if they happen with players is get them out of here quick. But coaches, they they find some way to to make it not as bad. And with a team not doing well. That's why I always think that a lot of things in life is about who you know and how you treat people, <laughs> because you would think that the situation that Urban went through and all some of the stuff that's going on with a, a, a one win record that maybe they would already been looking for another coach. I think he uh, he's fortunately in a situation with an owner in Chad Khan who's been very patient with mm-hmm. every coach that we've had. Uh, so uh, I don't know. That's how I look at it. And I don't think Chad Khan, I mean, he was all if you guys remember uh, Derek, JK3, what was it that he said in the introductory press conference for Urban Meyer? I got it right this time. Do you remember that? <laughs> He can't go back on that after like seven games. You know what I mean? Like he's kind of like got to go in for it for the long haul now and let it work out. So, but I think one of the big things too is that you know Urban has a has a brand of football that he wants to you know try to put on the field on a product that he wants to try to put on the field, and you know those things do happen with ETN and you know players do get hurt, and I don't think that he accounted for the fact that you know you know you got a a stud like ETN that gets hurt and you can't just replace him with another five star that was waiting for time. You know what I mean? You don't have somebody on the on the on the on the back end that's just as fast. But to that to that to that caveat, if his brand of football is wanting to build speed and everything, I would feel so much better knowing. And maybe this is something that's happening behind closed doors because we only see, you know, with what gets leaked and, and, and things like that. But, you know, I would much rather, you know, read it that, you know, we went after Deshaun or we went after or we're interested or rumored to, you know, Odell or anything else like that versus being radio silent on uh on on the trade deadline you know you got you got uh, some personnel issues at receiver that you can really try to address uh you know with a couple of guys that you could probably bring in and start building this nucleus and try to build on to next season when you do have to have a um when you do you know want to try to build it up for free agency but now since they didn't really do anything and i don't know how the you know how it's going to shake out with odell or deshaun or any other receiver but now they got to go hard in free agency. Like you got to, it, it's got to be a bidding war and you can't lose that bidding war right now uh, against Devonte Adams or any of these other high price free agents that'll come out. Like if you want your brand of football, you got to go get your guy. And they, you guys have a lot of cap rooms. So like the most, yeah. So I'm just like, you're saying, I'm very interested to see what they're going to do. And if they pick up, any marquee free agents and if any marquee free agents want to go down there and play for urban Myers, because that that's going to be the bigger, that's going to be the bigger thing. Like some of these superstar guys will be like, I'm not, I'm not even taking a flight to Jacksonville. Like they're like, I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to give them a chance to convince me to, to do the rollout, to, to have me second guessing because I don't want to go there. 
So it, I, I feel like that's a bigger um, issue because guys hear about word travels and guys hear about what's really going on in locker rooms and how people are and and maybe that's something that like I'm like I feel like Urban maybe has for himself and maybe with these players one-on-one that guys really like him behind like closed doors. And regardless of what everyone's saying, they feel differently about him because I like, otherwise, like, I, I don't know. I feel like guys are like playing for them, but at the same time, you got to be a professional. And I guess that, that he has that under his belt too, that guys, you have to go to work. You have to go to work and, and produce and you don't, you only hurt yourself if you go out there and you put, bad film because everyone gets that film at some point it, it never leaves and that's all you have to go on in, in in the nfl is what you put on tape and and how you're producing so the eye in the sky well, don't lie always <laughs> well, well, well on tape it, it looked like buffalo about to serve us up something serious on something um <laughs> all right man you gotta be come on come on now you gotta leave with now, something. I, it's I want, they're only a fourteen I want point dog. I have only I a have, fourteen point dog. I have Buffalo's defense for my fantasy, so <laughs> I think I'm gonna have a great, <laughs> a great week. Oh man! But that I'm is... not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. I, I could, I could see myself putting Jacksonville in a parlay. That plus seven hundred is very tempting. It very, 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 very tempting. Because so I'm it, I'm a it, huge I'm a huge parlay guy. So, well, I, Derek, Derek, wrap it up with that Bills question, then we'll go into you know we'll go, yeah. go into the bet because I got a parlay you, for you that I want to run it by you. <laughs> would you Would you do that if James Robinson played if he was healthy with that 14 points? Yes, yes. Dang, cold. It's cold. But without but, without him, like if. If Urban is gonna try to make make the quarterback throw more than like forty times, which he yeah. obviously is going to do, um, I, I just don't think that's gonna end well against Buffalo's defense. No, no, it's not. <laughs> no, it's, we, like I said, we we we've discussed this. We've dis- like we're like twenty five times less than thirty throws for Trevor Lawrence. And then, then you know, get Carlos Hyde his ten. That's another thing too that uh, the, the Carlos the, the subbing in and out of and some of the play selection, and then the fact that you know Bevel's responsible for the uh, Seattle debacle in the Super Bowl. Yeah, but seriously, do you, do do you think they're using analytics? Like, do you think they're using like like one of those programs type? Type like coaching co- coaching Bro, they deals. Got a, and, they got a department of analytics here, so you know for sure they're using it. So do you think a lot of these a lot of these things that we maybe are seeing crazy happen is is what's popping up? So let's talk about really quick before we get to the gambling the the Tennessee play where they stopped them on fourth and one. Yeah. So Carlos Hyde's in the game. On that right side, we have our worst offensive lineman in Taylor and a backup at right guard. And so it's fourth and one. He's going trying to at least score. You know, trying to score. And that's that's the first thing. So we start. That's the analytical part right there. That's what the analytics came up with. Then Tennessee knew the play was coming because they shifted to that right side. <laughs> Go back and watch the tape. They shifted, and I'm literally looking. I'm like, oh crap! Here it comes. And the defensive lineman just 
blew the play up. The D-tackle blew it up before it even began. And Hyde, I think, I think the ball was at the one. What, JK3, did he even make it to the three? No. Carlos Hyde, yeah. (laughs) He didn't even make it to the three. And I'm like, wait a minute now. We talked about, you know, running to the left, different place. Heck, even the old Peyton Manning trick. If you see that, hey, Trevor, just keep the ball and run the other way. But that's the difference between a bad coach and a good coach. Vrabel is a good coach, and he had his guys ready. And they obviously practiced that. That's something you go through and practice. Hey, these are all the fourth and ones or third and ones that this team likes to run. And if you see this, if you see the motion, we're going to shift last minute. And this is like, this is where they want to run. They run it here. They do this. And obviously, like you, you can tell when something like that happens, that a team is coached up and they knew what was going, what was coming here. Your coach did whatever percentages or watch whatever tape that he needs to know, or he has a beat on, hey, this, co- this, this coach, he likes to run this play with this type of player on this down, this distance, this area of the field. And it, 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 when, when you see something like that happens, it's evident that they're, they're being coached up the right way. So let's go ahead and get into this, uh, you know, get into these. You know, I was I was looking at a couple of things right now. So I was checking my parlays and, and checking how it was going. So you said you are a parlay guy. So I I put together one real quick that uh, that, I, that I'll drop a dub on, you know, depending on where depending on where we go with it. So um, the first one and I like to get all over the place, you know, so it's not all NFL. OK, so, um, I like that. So I'll, like do, that. So I'll do some money I lines. Like I'll do some like over unders. OK, I'll do just, you know, I'll just take it, you know, everything. So. I think uh, so. The first one I got right now: Bulls over the 76ers. Okay. Um, I was I was watching that, and I and I picked these strategically. So I, you know, there's a lot, a little bit of method. So Corey's a 76ers fan. You know, I, you know, casual Bulls fan. <laughs> 76ers won last uh, like two nights ago, Corey. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you, you are you a real? Do you know for sure, or are you just saying? Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I started in the so, Sam, Sam Hinky era. So you so so you pick you pick against your friends. You bet you you yeah, pick against yeah, them. Yeah, I like to do that. Yeah, so I'm I'm taking I'm taking the Bulls uh, money line at home against the 76ers. Um, then with the UFC, I got uh, this one. I think is a lot. Oh, uh, Usman, Usman. I I mean I don't think anybody's gonna beat. No one's gonna beat that dude. Oh, you're being yeah. risky, man. And no one's you're, gonna beat you. No you're gonna see, beat him. You say that like all it takes is one punch in UFC or a all kick or an elbow. He's not getting caught. Uzma so like, how, is not I don't even. Caught. How do you even bet UFC? Like, you just have to bet. Like, it's like money line bet the winner. Yeah, winner win, win, um, or like, draw. Right. So you can do like so. It's not like boxing where you can boxing, you can go like you can go T you can still go TKO, you can go knockout, you can go submission, um, you can go first, second. Uh, I think it's a yeah. championship fight, so five rounds. Um, and then you can either go down to the um, I think you can go down to like the minute, but I just do that's too many variables for me. Yeah, I just yeah, pick yeah. winner, you know okay, what I mean? Bad, so bad, I got I got Usman going there. Um, so NFL. Titan and the Rams. I got some cousins and some family members who are like just in my ear every day about the Rams because uh, originally my family's from uh, uh, St. Louis and the Rams moved out to L.A. So they stuck with them. OK, so uh, Titans at Rams uh, minus seven and a half. What do, what do you got here? Uh, let me check the over under really quick. Uh, over under. If you want to go that way too, over under is uh, 53 and a half. Mm, I'm taking the Rams. 
Just money, line. money line, straight yeah. up. I, okay. I, I'm a money line guy. I'm a straight up. I don't. I don't like to. I don't like to rely on points, man. Yeah. I think that's every time I see points and you look at money line. I think that's when Vegas wins. I think Vegas wins no matter what. Right. <laughs> but the house always but, wins. Yeah. That's why I just like the money line, so I don't have to think so much. And I hate the I hate the thought of like picking a team to win, but if they don't win by enough, it's not a win for you. So, right. yeah, that's just not. I, but I, I like money line. But I, I respect like people. If you if you want to play the line and you're into that, then so by all means, I'm a I'm a money line and I'm a money. So I'm a money line and um and, and points person. So I usually hit on my over unders, especially with Florida. Uh, so I got a um a Florida bet right now uh, with South Carolina. And I think the over under is like forty two, and I'm like, there's no way. I mean, Florida is not going to run it up. And South Carolina is not going to score. So I could see that game probably ending around, you know, 35 or maybe like 28, um, you know, something like that. 28, nothing, Florida, maybe 28, uh, seven, something like that. But it depends because Florida then can get they can get hot with that uh, quarterback. They have Anthony Richardson and, you know, he runs like and the way that he's been averaging like every carry he every like fifth or sixth carry he has is like a touchdown. So if they get him rolling, it could be, but that's now we're going way deep. We're going way off topic. Uh, the last one that I have, uh, Buffalo, uh, at Jacksonville minus 14 and a half. Wait, wait, wait. You're talking about that, that Florida game. The over is 53 though. 53. I thought yeah. it was 42, 53. 53. No, I'm, staying, I'm staying under there. I'm still okay. staying under there. Yeah. I'm still going to stay under there. And then, so with the, uh, Buffalo and the, and the Jags. So, um, I'm, I like doing money line against my Jags because I agree with you. And this is where it's probably screwed me a lot on my parlays, but I just can't not. I mean, if I hit one, it's going to take it's going to take that multiplier through the roof. And so what, what's it like on, on Sunday? I think it's minus 14 and a half. Um, and I think, yeah, my team minus 14 and a half Buffalo. So I don't know. I can if see I pick the against them. They're going to they're going to win. They're going to win. If I pick against <laughs> the Jags, they're going to win. That's and you're gonna, gonna be and you're gonna be sick. Yeah. But it sounds like you want to emotionally hedge. And at the end of the day, if you want to do that, by all means, <laughs> do that. But like you said, you are gonna be in way worse shape mentally if you don't. If you pick the Bills, <laughs> Jacksonville goes out there and does their thing. Bro, I might pull the Jack. I might pull the Jacksonville thing. <laughs> oh, just, oh no! Without the rope. Yeah, yeah. Just might may do it, man. Just, just may, hey, strap me up next week. I'm going. <laughs> By the way, have you guys been in the pool yet? I have. No, uh, mm-hmm. no. I, I don't expensive. know if I want to go in it. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to. You know, <laughs> I don't want to go in. I don't know if I want to go it, in. It, it's a pool. You guys, you guys, the only one. Wait, are there any? Wait, has any other of these new stadiums put a pool in? You guys are still no, the only ones with a pool. One. We have a I mean, uh, pet, we have a dog park too. No, <laughs> <laughs> so seriously, we do. My, my, so, I'm, is, I'm switching my seats things. next year because the dog park is near my seats, and like every like I always oh am distracted because I look over and I just see these dogs is always it smells so, too. So a lot yeah. of a lot of people bring dogs to the games now because of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Some. Yeah. No. I mean, it's the fan experience, man. You know, why, why not? You know, you got some people that bring their dogs out to hey, eat with them. Dogs, so why not bring it to the dogs game? going crazy? We, we got <laughs> hot dogs and hamburgers and dogs going nuts. <laughs> no, we, we joke about the pool like a lot, a lot here. Like just what's going on during the game. I think there was a video, a guy in there with his jeans on, like full <laughs> outfit, just Typical. watching, just chilling. 
typical. I mean, and then like the food, like I, I had tickets one time to it. And, you know, it's like all inclusive. They say all inclusive food and everything. You're like, all right, let me go up here and check it out. It's like teal hot dog buns and like <laughs> and teal hot dogs. They're like, like stale. I don't want to eat this. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm, I don't know. Like what the I was color, expecting. like the color teal. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like the color teal. <laughs> like, you know, um, the, the hamburger was all right. You know, the pop. I'm a popcorn guy. So the popcorn was was good. But. Um, and then the spirits, I think they were given um, all you can drink beer, which, uh, OK, but and I think the I think it was like well whiskey and I wasn't dealing with well whiskey and this trying to go to work seats? the next day. You had pool yeah. seats. Really? I had I it, yeah, for, yeah. Yeah. For a, a preseason game like uh, okay. I think it was not this last, not this. It was twenty nine nineteen, the year before COVID. OK. Yeah, yeah they, usually yeah. they're like corporate things. Because what? How much is it, JK three? Isn't it like a lot of dollars? Yeah. Hey man, you know, you never know. I was probably rubbing elbows with the right person at the gas station, and they're like, "Yo, you trying to go to the game?" <laughs> you know, so. That's usually that's usually how it works. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I wouldn't pay for them in 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 general, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Well, that's a bummer that that gets made fun of by everybody. I thought that was a cool feature that we had. That's a disappointment. No, I mean, I I think it's cool. I, I think it's I think it's great. I'm a marketing guy, and I think it's I think it's great for marketing. And and it's hot as shit in Jacksonville. So <laughs> when, when you guys start getting good, when you guys when you guys start getting good, like all the celebrities and the big time people that come to the game, they'll have they'll have they'll make they'll find a way to make that really pop in. I'm sure that that pool will be that pool will be all over ESPN. I could see Scott Van Pelt saying, "Now look who's in the pool! <laughs> like, look yeah, at the Jacksonville yeah. Jaguars." It's like Vegas, though. Vegas they got the uh, the nightclub in there yeah. now. I mean, yeah, it's not, so hasn't worked out for them. So, so we actually, as a podcast, we we took a little trip out to Vegas what last weekend, and we got to see Allegiant, and it is top notch. It is really? top notch. Yeah, have you been we to SoFi yet? Um, I haven't. I haven't. Okay. I haven't. Yeah, I heard SoFi was 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 crazy too. But Allegiant, it, it's like, and I think I saw something too where they had like Allegiant where they've got like the game playing on the outside of by the freeway, and it's like, yeah, that's the last thing you need to be on the freeway is to look over it. That, and that's try to cool check the score of the game. That was pretty that, cool. We're in the eighteen wheel. That is yeah. cool. But if you're in traffic, that's lit. That's yeah, lit. That's <laughs> pretty cool. It definitely would calm your nerves a little bit in traffic. Well, to that's be able one to thing. Watch it. Coming up in Jacksonville, we have the second oldest uh, stadium behind the uh, or ahead of the Bef- Buffalo Bills. So I know that that's you know been a discussion whether or not we renovate the stadium or just you know build a new one. And part of that, you're talking about how hot it is, is, is potentially trying to put a uh, you know a roof on it or some kind of retractable roof or something, which I would think would help with recruiting new players too, just because I'm sure it's brutal out here. But it's supposed to be a home field advantage, but it's not. We just hot and yeah. losing. Yeah, and <laughs> the fans I, are dying. We're dying. <laughs> When I, there. when I got picked up from New York to come down to Jacksonville at the practice squad in New York, I think I got down to Jacksonville like close to Christmas time. And I went from it being cold to, oh my goodness, it's still hot at this time of year <laughs> down here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember telling my mom, I'm like, my, it doesn't. It does not feel like Christmas is in in a couple of days. And she's like, "Why?" I'm like, "It's 90 here. Like I'm waking <laughs> up. I was like, I've never, I've never lived in like Virginia was the closest. Like I mean, it's the South, but it gets cold here. It gets normal cold. Like it, it's seasonal. So when I got to Florida, 
it was just like it, it's really hot like this like all year round. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you get some, like um, and, and then a lot of rain. I got yeah. some neighbors yeah. that just moved here from Kansas City. I got some neighbors that just moved here from Kansas City and probably um, a shock for them. Bro, they were coming outside. <laughs> I think it was like on uh it was like in in August. They were like, Man, it's hot. And I'm like, wait till September. <laughs> and then the one of the, the neighbor, he's a uh, he's an ER nurse and he worked the game. And I was like, how many zombies did you see today? He's like, I don't know how yeah. y'all do it. I was, he's yeah. like, I, I have no idea. I have no idea either. Like, I don't know how people are able to enjoy drinking like when it's that hot. And a lot of people do it more like more power to them. And I mean, who would who'd want to do that? Obviously, people we love <laughs> fan, like players love fans in the stands and everything. But. I don't know how some fans get through like fans that are drinking hard liquor at games, like respect to you because <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know how you do it in some of the hotter States. Yeah. Well, you got it, a lot it would of them be, down here. yeah. Well, JK three is one of them for, for one thing. But, <laughs> hey, um, hey man, Hey, Hey, yeah. this is, Hey, this is, we're, 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 we've got a nice guest, Nate on the, on the line right now. You know, don't talk yeah, about yeah. my, All right, my, my, bad. My, bad. my activities on a Sunday. Sorry, sorry about that. But that, I mean, that's, and, and we'll wrap it up, but I mean, you know, think about it, Nate, with how brutal the heat is, and then you got a one in six team coming out there. I mean, it's tough for the fans. You you brought that up earlier, you know, how you, how you handle it and everything. And I got to admit, and I think they would too, it kind of sucks to go down there and get burned to death to watch them get uh, destroyed. So uh, it's a bummer, but, um, you know, I think... Uh, our hope is with a franchise quarterback now, um, can't speak to Urban Meyer yet, but at least that's the one piece of the puzzle that that gives us some optimism going forward. Well, you just got to think about it like this. It's only up from here, and <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, go ahead. Go ahead. Do it. Let's, let's, no, let's I, I'm just saying, it, 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 yeah, it's only there's 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 some hope. I, I, I hope the best for you guys, you know, um, who knows what happens. Hopefully, whatever you guys want to happen. I don't know if you guys want a new coach, but you have to remember it. The grass isn't always greener on the other side, guys. It's not always greener. And that as bad as that may put like a picture in your head and you guys are sitting there like, no, there's no way it could get worse than it is now. I would hate I would hate for that to 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 come true for you guys but hopefully things can turn around and the fans obviously we like worry about the fans like you guys can at least have something that be you don't feel like you're getting ripped off or you want your you want your money back i feel like that's the worst like as a player like you never want people to feel like hey like i'm using my hard-earned money that i really don't have to like come out and try to bring my kids to the games and support and it's just uh, like it's just not it's not there I can't even talk to my son about the game or teach him anything you guys aren't playing well it I, I definitely understand that from that perspective but um I just hope that it, it gets better but I, I think there's hope though okay well awesome well we appreciate yeah. it Nate this is uh really fun wide-ranging uh we are super uh you know just completely psyched yeah. that you took the time to do this with us. We <laughs> no, really appreciate it. I, I appreciate you guys having me and everyone on um, listening. Please listen to the green light pod with Chris long. Um, we're on Apple, Spotify, and um, 
all the platforms. And if you guys want to follow me, I'm on Twitter at BigN98. That's where I'm most active at for social media. And just shoot me a tweet and we can chop it up. All right. Well, awesome. Well, we'll put all that in the podcast description so people can find you. Nice. Uh, and I'll have to grab the uh, the link to the uh, YouTube channel too. The, what was it? Okay. The Real Deals? We'll <laughs> yeah. put that in there too. Yeah, okay, that might be man. a fan favorite. But nice. uh, we appreciate it. And uh, thanks, Nate, for uh, coming on. And we'll uh, talk to all you guys next time. All right. Perfect. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it, guys. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.